Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. Uh, uh, I'm Sam Hotbody, no, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. My body's not hot, it's your body that's hot. My body's lukewarm at best. My body's sweltering at the minute in this oh, freaking heat. Oh, fuck I bet. But, no, it's been all right. I know that this isn't a, um, a topical episode, but it's been all right. It's been it, it's been like um, being on holiday when you go outside and it's kind of like almost unbearably hot but enjoyably but so. The thing is, on holiday, this is what I realised yesterday, is that, like, I thought, fuck me. I went, what the fuck's going on? I went to the pub with my kids. I said, fuck this, the house is... I felt like the house was closing in on us, right? Yeah, so I said, that's the thing. Aircon is the, the secret, there's isn't a, it? There's a pub near me that um, does a draft alcohol-free lager, right? Lucky yeah. Saint on draft. And I thought, oh, I could murder a fucking pint of Lucky Saint. Call me down a bit. Yeah. So I said, come on, kids, we'll go to the pub. So I get in there, it's fucking empty, Right. I said to the barman, what the fuck's all this? And he went, people can't even leave their house. And I went, <laughs> and he had a foreign well, accent, we so I went... physically get out of the house. He said, they're too scared to leave the house, it's that hot, so they can't come to the pub. I went, oh. And oh. I went, where are you from? Because he had a foreign accent. Mm. And he went, Italy. I went, where in Italy? He said, Naples. I said, ah, the south. So you're bang used to this anyway. And he went, yes. And he was wearing jeans and a long sleeve shirt. He turned the <laughs> sleeves up, but still. I mean, I was right. like, I was in a really baggy T-shirt and baggy shorts and my slides. Mm. That was it, right? And I was yeah. even annoyed Holiday that I had pants on because I could have done without <laughs> it, but the shorts were that baggy, I couldn't risk going out in no pants because someone might have seen up there, you know. Someone might have done one of, course, of those yeah. upskirt pictures someone on me. You. People yeah. always try to get a picture of my, my fucking scrotum and sell it to the press. <laughs> Right, that's all I need. Especially when I'm out with the kids. So, uh, or do a, a, a down, down. what do they call the ones that are looking downwards? Down, down tits? Down, yeah, they want to get my a picture of my man tits as well. <laughs> I've got a picture of Sam Delaney, man tits, and one of his scrotum. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got a lump, so it looks weird, yeah. But no, 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 it's benign. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he said, he said, look, I said, this is piss easy. He said, no, it's not. Even for me, he goes, it's not. He said, but in Naples, you got to understand, our whole society is built for weather like this because it's this hot fucking most of the time. He went, so, like, everything, you can think about it. When you're on holiday, 
everything in your fucking villa is marble or tile, right? Because mm. that doesn't absorb the heat. He goes, you're all in yeah. houses that are built for warmth. So you've got all this fabric everywhere fucking absorbing the heat. That's starters. Mm. Goes without saying none of you have got fucking air conditioning. He said, it's, um, yeah, you, no wonder nothing's working. And then, of irony of ironies, he tries to pour me a pint of like essential whole reason I'd ventured out. I dared the hot weather. It was it was forty one. Had, had it dried up in the barrel. No, it came out as foam. And he's like, Oh fucking hell, I have to go look at the barrel. So he goes there, he comes back, goes, No problem, the beer's in there, but the heat, the beer doesn't like it. And they couldn't oh. even do a lemonade out of the tap either. Shit. I don't know I don't know what the science is behind it, obviously I didn't ask. But he said the heat had fucked with the cellar and none of the none of the drinks were pouring properly. It was just coming out as foam. Well, I went up the Asda on Monday night, which was the first of the two days, and this was in the evening, and all of the refrigerated shelves were empty because the, the refrigeration system was obviously fucked. But, I mean, that's the last thing you need to break in a fucking heat wave, isn't it? The fridges. Exactly. The first thing to go to fridges. Well, I, I mean, thought I, fridges I just... were built to fight heat. I just went up there to hang around in the in the air conditioning anyway. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I've been doing. Bit. I've been doing spending a lot of time in the car with the air conditioning on, which is ironic yeah. because the engine's on. So the very sort of thing that's bringing about this fucking climate change that's killing us yeah. all, I'm making it worse. I see the climate change come. I'm straight out in the motor, engine on, just driving round and round and round the area <laughs> with the fucking air conditioning on full blast. <laughs> Yeah, it's not your fault, though. You didn't start this. Like Billy Joel said, I didn't start the fire. Yeah, we didn't start the fire. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, So, yeah, so that's been the the two days of heat, and it's a bit better today. Much better. Yeah. It's bearable today. Like, honest honest to God, I'm not being overdramatic. There were moments the last two days where I thought, I can't bear this. I'm freaking out. I can imagine. It It only got to 35 here. Yeah. But, and there was like, the way my house is, the sun kind of goes over it. So there's there's all, there's all one half of this, the house is kind of cool for most of the day. Yeah. But then once the whole house had heated up, it was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, there's no, no so, escape. And even the no, fans exactly. seem to just be like pushing well, the fan warm just air around. It's warm air. Doesn't, doesn't generate cool air. Yeah, I tried all sorts. I put a, I got my t-shirt and I put it in a bin bag and then I put that inside the freezer mm. for an hour, and then I that came out. The t-shirt felt nice and frosty. <clears throat> I put it mm. on. By the time it was on my body, it was back to room temperature. Yeah, the well, heat just took one look at it and thought, I "Think that's going to work?" I'm having that. You can. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> This is what chomp, chomp, my chomp. mum claimed that she had a food delivery, right? And there was a bag of spinach in it. And when she took the right. bag of spinach out, she said it had cooked in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I told my wife that and she's calling bullshit on it. Because I bought a box of eggs and when she opened them, they were all fried. They were all fried. It was lovely. <laughs> it served me a fucking job. Rob, Just I, got some bread I, dipped it in the yolk. I gave old Rumpelstiltskin his eggs. He said, that was quick. <laughs> I said, yeah, because I didn't have to cook them. They came ready cooked, you cunt. That's, <laughs> that's our new modern heatwave society. <laughs> Everything comes pre-cooked. So, you know, Love it. it's got it's got its positives and its negatives. <laughs> 
Never mind, I'm sure there'll be thunderstorms and that along soon. There was last um, night, there was a thunderstorm last night. It was night. a bit more extreme freak weather. But it didn't it didn't cool anything down. It was just in, increased my sense of doom and dread. But never mind. Just watered the plants. We're here to talk about Kickstart, that's the important thing. We're here to talk about Kickstart, yeah. Um, we didn't actually get to the beginning of the... Um, the thing, did the, we? The, the beginning the, of the actual the competition riding, itself. The contest. Yeah, we're only in episode three, though. To be fair, mm. um, and we'd be we'd been covering the interview between Peter Purvis and Jack States, <laughs> the old-faced thirty-something who, softly spoken as well, very softly spoken, um, seems to be quite a gentle soul, but then he's he's. he's devised what he describes as the toughest and tightest kickstart ever so uh that, it that begins... bit where they're face to face with both with their knees yeah. up on i think uh bales uh, of hay uh logs it rem- yeah logs even better <laughs> can you imagine purvis all right we're gonna need some logs here yeah big ones no i've got no, an idea the for this shot part of the, they're part of the course oh, yeah. purvis has spied them they're part of the course purvis has spied them and gone right my fucking legs going up on right that. that's where we're doing the opener but yeah but Pete, states you can do the same but mr purvis we had i don't want to hear it all i can tell you is this i've had a vision of how this opener is going to look and it's me and stacks and we're facing each other side on both of our knees up <laughs> to, like two alpha like two apes vying Vying yeah. for the senior for the alpha role in, in a in a pack. But it's very important that my leg goes up first and then States does this a few seconds later. Yeah. That's essential. <laughs> but it reminds me of like in Predator, there's a really famous like shot of where like Schwarzenegger first meets up with his old buddy, Apollo Creed, uh and they and they have this like mad shot, like it's a meme, so you'll have seen it even if you haven't seen the film, where they both see each other for the first time in years and they do a sort of a handshake that kind of <laughs> uh, that, that sort of necessitates this side-on shot of their two extremely yeah. muscular arms embraced yeah. and tense. Yes, I have seen and it. it. And the camera dwells on it for just a little bit too long yeah. because it's just Schwarzenegger's insisted mm-hmm. what, what my audience will want to see at this stage of the film is two fantastically yeah. muscular arms. One white, one black, because then, you know, we show that uh, muscles are democratic. Ebony and ivory. Ebony and ivory. It hadn't been long since that had been a big hit in the charts, so. Of course, yeah, it was all very much in our minds. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're looking at here with with, uh, Purvis and Stokes. That's where Purvis would have uh, got the idea for this shot from. Peter Purvis would have said, I saw a wonderful film called uh, Predator at the (laughs) weekend. (laughs) Predator, it was called. Um... (laughs) It, it's not for everyone. It's not for it the blue paper uh, crowd. I'll no, say that. it was. Uh, I mean, you know, you'll you'll need quite a what? What would you say? Quite quite a a, a tough stomach, a strong stomach. To, yep, a strong stomach to sit <laughs> to get through some of it. Um, but there was one wonderful moment that really caught my eye, where Arnold Schwarzenegger and his um, and his friend, who uh, was Apollo from the Rocky films, um, <laughs> they have a wonderfully muscular handshake. Uh, near the beginning, which really sets up the scene, sets up a dynamic between them both. However, it's quite clear that Arnold Schwarzenegger has the slightly more muscular arm. And I was thinking we could do something similar in uh, in this week's episode. <laughs> but we'll have our, uh, our groins 
facing each other. But my Very groin close. will need to be slightly higher than Jack's. Uh, I Can must you insist tell on that. Jacks that I am wearing? Uh, my, I, I keep one pair of slacks that are just one size too small. <laughs> I'm a 34 waist, but I always wear a 32 waist slack, and there is some giving them anyway because it's a uh, 70% polyester, 30% cotton. So there's a stretch in them. So it actually doesn't matter, but they will stretch around my groin. And I don't know if Jack's got something similar or whether the wardrobe budget can stretch to that, but it's worth thinking about because I want both our groins to be quite, you know, to grab the attention of the viewer early on in the episode. <laughs> I think Jack's wearing uh, stonewashed jeans that he's brought from the oh. US. They're quite popular now. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much give there is in them. But we'll see. We'll see when we're up on the logs. Mm. So, um, yeah. So that's, I mean, it's the third episode in a row. I think where we've assessed this opening scene and not actually yeah, got okay. to the Let's the move on because the, bi- the biking is great. The biking is great. Um, there's some big names, apparently, some massive names. Eddie Lejeune. Now, I don't know if you mm. remember that name, but that, that name resonates with me from the original time when these were on Eddie is, this, was, is this guy Belgian he's Belgian he was the fucking boss yeah. he, he's the boss and the uh, other one that stands out is John Lampkin now there's been a few Lampkins over the years in Kickstarter mm. I think there was a, a younger one there was one oh, called a family of Kickstarters yeah yeah from Skipton in Yorkshire now there's right. a there was there's a Dougie Lampkin as well and I watched a brilliant documentary about Dougie Lampkin about three or four years ago and what Dougie Lampkin did, he went where no man, no woman, no beast has ever gone before. And mm. you know the um, the Isle of Man TT? Yeah. That goes around the, the island uh, every yeah. year. And there's, there's there's deaths every year. Oh, no, yeah, Participants, no. spectators, everyone goes in there with their eyes open, fully yeah. expecting to die. And some of them do. So death it's just yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah, anyway. The Isle of Man TT, 37-mile course. Now, this wasn't during the Isle of Man TT. I don't think it was a separate time. But Dougie Lampkin did the entire course on a wheelie. <laughs> no, that's, yes. that is the highest form of playground bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> he did it. It was filmed. He Who told it? you that? His nephew. Did someone come up to you claiming to be a, a, like, yeah, you know Dougie Lampkin? Yeah, he's my uncle. And you know the Isle of Man, TT? Yeah, yeah. he did it. That did the old thing, completed it on a wheelie, mate. And then he did a backflip. Then he did a backflip. Because <laughs> my fucking nephew's mate told you that. <laughs> it's fucking great, that. Yeah, there's a documentary about it. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, is Dougie it is a documentary called The Greatest Wheelie Great, Ever Done? What else is it going to be called? It is the greatest <laughs> wheelie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Feels deep diveable to me. It does. It does. Jalapeño. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
jalapeño. I would like to ask just briefly um, yes. while we're on this subject for yes. the listeners to send in their best wheelie stories. <laughs> yeah. And mark your email wheelie story. <laughs> and yeah, mark uh, it envelope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just mark it wheelie story. I mean, you know, obviously loads of them will be shit, but if you've got a good wheelie story, uh, and I'll leave it broad, just anything to do with a wheelie that yeah, was fun. I that think it needs to, to be a couple of letters as well. Wheelie story. Wheelie story. We could Contact at tftimemachine.com or stick it on the Patreon. Could we maybe start a brand new podcast just dedicated to wheelies? I tell you what, that would have a lot of listeners. Can we get fifteen years? I, out I mean, of that? I, I'm not. I wasn't a big wheelie kind of a kid. I, I, do I, I tried, but I just wasn't no. that good at it. You I know, didn't it's have not, the body strength. I'm not. I didn't have the strength. Or I'm the just nerve. not. That was not the sort of thing that I excelled at. No, you know. But I would take great pleasure in having. I always had mates who were good at that sort of shit, mm. and I kind of would just take a great deal of pleasure in knowing a mate who was good at it. Yeah. So that I'd brag on, like, yeah, my mate can do a wheelie all the way up that street. I've seen him do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But nah, me, I'd try it, but it would be fucking shit. I would, you know what, what cunt was I was on my BMX, right? We'd be riding along on the pavement, like, when we were, like, nine or ten. Yeah. And you'd ride along on the pavement, ride, 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 and then you'd get to a crossing right mm. and you'd go down off the curb ride across it because you'd basically be taking pedestrian routes but then if the curb on the other side wasn't flattened mm. like they're supposed to be if you're just in a residential area where the the curb is still yeah high regulation I would curb height yeah yeah well sometimes you get higher curbs don't you i don't mm. know if you still do but in the 80s some curbs were fucking high mate yeah right that and uh <laughs> i mean not I'm probably uh, you, exaggerating it to sort of have, make myself look. Do, yeah, does less anyone soft. have a high a high curb story? Send it in. Yeah, high, just mark your email. High <laughs> curb. <laughs> I've got a great high curb story. <laughs> uh, right, I I sometimes I'll be running along my mates. We'd all be going. <laughs> We're like the kids in ET. Right, and then I'd ride across that bit, and I couldn't yeah. fucking make the BMX jump up onto the curb. It was oh, too you, high. You couldn't even I do got that. I off the fucking bike. Oh no, Sam! Fucking hell, really? I'm well, not saying it happened a lot, a but it did happen. Uh, it happened, and I got really badly ridiculed for it. So yeah. then after that, that's the thing about ridicule. It is bad, but a lot of the things when I was young that I got better at whereas mm. the result of ridicule yeah. especially when having older brothers like they've got no sympathy for the fact that you're 10 years younger than them and therefore mm. you can't of course you can't do the things that they can do mm. they treated me like i was a contemporary of theirs right so if there was something that i couldn't do my defense of but i'm 10 years younger than you mm. like you're 20 i'm 10 it just wouldn't fucking wash and therefore and they would give me so much shit over it that some things I learned much earlier than my mates because I was being forced to compete with men. Yeah, that's a good thing, yeah. But in this case, obviously, no. I was by no means a man when it came to bunny hopping up curbs. I wasn't even a boy. I was a baby. Yeah, a curb baby. I was a curb baby, but as a result of the ridicule, I learned how to do it, although I never did it elegantly. Yeah, It was always a bit shonky, still now. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, with the high curb situation, that could have been... Could have been Back then, in the 80s, there was a high curb situation, and I remember 
Neil Kinnock making a devastating speech about mm. it at the Labour Party conference in about 1985. It was about re-electing Thatcher, wasn't it? He was like, he was like, I advise you if if you if you I advise you in Thatcher's New Britain not to have a high carb, <laughs> not to have a high carb unless you are extremely experienced on your BMX. <laughs> if you're a BMXer, woman. if you're a BMXer, but you are babyish in the way in which you operate your BMX. Then I advise you not to live in Britain. I advise you not to get a BMX because under this Tory government, the curbs will only get higher. Higher and higher. Like the inflation in the economy, so too the inflation in our curbs. And every year, good, honest, working class children from ordinary backgrounds will die or just seriously injure themselves. Trying to get up your lads called Gary and Dean. <laughs> Gary, Dean, Trevor, Wayne. Good, honest, hard working kids. Kids from coal mining communities. They cannot lift their bikes up these cobs. And I'll tell you why. Some of them don't have the bloody strength because they don't have a good meal inside of them. Because they can't bloody afford it. Suffering under the yoke of Thatcher's regime. And if you've got any stories about drop curbs, about having uh, a curb outside your house dropped to extend your access, or um, a, a council issues you've had over planning permission, I'm for drop interested curbs, in keep that because I've, I've never lobbied my council for anything like that. My attitude no. is, I'm not getting involved in the council as uh, if I can avoid ever getting involved in the council. Yeah, ever. You're I will. a renegade. I just think it's not worth it. I, no. First of all, I think they've probably got enough on their plate without, you know, a sort of busybody middle-class cunt like me, mm. you know, going, oh, actually, I don't like the curb height. Can you yeah. change it immediately? Because yeah. it's so entitled. Do you know what I mean? And plus, I just think councils have sort of seemed quite incompetent and full of bureaucracy. I don't need that shit. It- but I would like to see if I could get some... I'd be interested to know it, how easy it would be to get a curb dropped. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. I don't think there's any kind of opposition from anyone. It's not like do they have to send a letter around to all the local residents, giving them an opportunity to object. I'm not sure they do because it's, if it's outside your house, I think it's pre- it's more of a cost thing. It costs at least a grand, I think, to get a curb dropped. I'm sure people will get in touch and put us right on this because it's something they enjoy doing. But. Um, but as I've said, All right, lads, dro- I work at the council, and in fact, I did two years in the curb department. It was fucking awful. My boss was a twat. He knew nothing about curbs, but somehow he'd just played the game and somehow risen to the top of the department. He kissed all the right asses. He didn't have a passion for curbs. It was a fucking nightmare. He didn't know the first thing about it, but he kissed all the right asses, and that's not me. I know my curbs, but I refuse to play the game. Yeah. And that is why I will never, I will never be given a top position in any curb authority in the UK. I'll never because go Because I am known admin. for refusing, I plough my own furrow when it comes to curbs. Yeah. So that's curbs dealt with. Um, is it? I feel that we can say more. No, go on. Wheelies and curbs. As I say, there's some massive names. Eddie Lejeune, the Belgian guy. John Lamkin. Um, and John Reynolds, who uh, we are informed was a former Kickstart champion. But Eddie Lejeune is the current champion. And Eddie Lejeune, as we said, he's Belgian. He's got a bit of a gonch look about him. He's wearing 
um, spectacles while he's riding, mm-hmm. and they seem to have mm-hmm. a kind of a brown tint to the lens. He had them specially made. They're, they probably they're, did. They're motorbiking spectacles. Yeah. They give him an extra 0.5%, he reckons. Yeah, they do. So they're the three. the six guys in it all together. Um, they're the three to look out for. Um, Can I just say one thing that we've missed, but yeah. I've actually made a note of this. Yes. Is at the beginning when Peter Purvis, not to rewind because I do want to get into the action, and I think Eddie Lejeune goes first, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it starts off amazingly. But just quickly, uh, Peter Purvis says, we are we have assembled the cream of the cream of European motorcyclists. And I thought, mm, interesting that he refuses. I bet that the producer is putting the script, the creme de la creme. That is, mm. that is the established, uh, received way of, mm. of that idiom. That is that, that that's the established creme. idiom, the creme yeah. de la creme. The French invented it, right? So I'll, I'll put the English version in. He's looked at it, he's like, cream. what's this? What's this? Creme de la what? What the fuck is this? It's an idiom. What, what does it mean? It Well, it, it, translated exactly, it means the cream of the cream. Well, why I'll didn't you put that, that then? Well, because it's that's not what people say. Well, it's what I... I'm English, so it's what I say. Look. Oh, sorry. Were you under the impression I was French? Is this going out on French TV? No, it's an English show for English people. So please rewrite that in English. If you want me to use... To, to flip into a second language, I'm going to want paying double. Simple as that. And I've got the union behind me. I call my me. agent. I call my agent right now. <laughs> but they want me to do this in half French. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like the fucking... What was you? Chanson Frontier. It's not the fucking Eurovision Song Contest. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I bet Wogan's on more than I am, day rate, but that's because he has to do all the different languages. You don't even get to see his face. He's just sat in a booth, getting pissed. No, I, I refuse to do this. This is just Brussels once again. It's their fucking mission creep to completely consume <laughs> our culture. And I am sick of it. And I will make a stand. I'll make a stand. I will say cream of the cream. Um, or you can take it out completely, but I will not say anything in French, in the well, French tongue. Well, would, you, would you like to say cream, cream of the crop instead, Peter? No, no, <laughs> no. No, don't go changing it. I'll just say in English what you've put there in French. Simple and maybe that. that will trigger a process whereby everyone starts using that phrase, a good, solid, trustworthy English phrase. It's quite clear what it means. It's the cream of the cream. So you've got cream, which is already delicious. But imagine the cream that sells on the top, top of the cream. cream. It's the most delicious thing you can ever taste in your fucking life. It's cream plus. It's the best cream. <laughs> so it's like gold top milk. Do you get gold top milk? I fucking do. I put it in my tea and on I, my cornflakes. I've earned the right. <laughs> I, want, I have gold top on fucking years. everything. This semi-skim that I hear people talking about nowadays... Don't even start me on that. It's for fucking fannies. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the sort of lads who can't even get would, their fucking BMX up a curb. Would you give it to a baby? No, well, don't give it to me. <laughs> That's my rule when it comes to nutrition. If you, if, it, if it's not good enough for a baby, it's not good enough for Peter Purvis. <laughs> the Purvis flag has gone very much into the sand on two subjects. <laughs> the English language and milk. No. Go on, hop along. And make sure you don't bring me any fucking French milk either. <laughs> Disgusting. They don't well, even fucking I'll, clean it out there. I, I wouldn't say no to a croissant if there's any other truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you seen now? 
They've got croissants with chocolate inside of them. It's fucking amazing, the, the shit they're coming out with. Elf food. <laughs> Brilliant. No, John Notes told me about that. Yeah, incredible. He'd been over there on an expedition. He had two. That's Noxy, though. Law unto himself. Um, right, we're not going to get any further today. The, the, the next few episodes are going to be you know, slightly condensed because we're pre-recording for holiday purposes so you're not yeah, going to get any so 45 minute episodes in we, the near we can future. get the fuck out of town yeah contractual obligations so we'll leave it there because Eddie Lejeune is about to start his ride and uh, we'll cover that in the next episode so thank you very much and goodbye goodbye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.